Hello and welcome to Chat Shit Get Well podcast. I'm Tez. I'm Donna. And we talk about various subjects around wellness, fitness, health, mental health, business, life, everything really. Just here for a good old chat. She likes to chat shit. <laughs> I literally do. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy our podcast. Enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to Chat Shit Get Well, episode six. Today we're discussing childhood trauma, neglect, and the fire. And again, Donna's with me. Hi, um, guys. And we've actually done this one live today, which is quite good. So we might have a look at see if there's any sort of comments coming through whilst we're recording. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. Yeah, thank you. A um, little bit of a trigger warning, obviously. You know, that we are going to be talking about some. Um, content that might be upsetting to some people regarding childhood like sexual abuse, neglect and trauma. So obviously be mindful if it's something that's going to upset you, then maybe perhaps don't watch it right now. However, if you are watching us, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you learn something today and we can help people deliver the message and just create some yeah. awareness behind all the damn shit that's going on in this world. Yeah, and if I make a stupid comment because I'm nervous, I don't actually yeah, mean that. Yeah, we do, t- do, make we stupid do comments. tend to make inappropriate comments yeah. quite a lot, but I think that's just a defence mechanism it as like humour is a way of sort of coping with really extreme things sometimes, which yeah. is why I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. On, I'm just... joking. Um, but yeah, no. So, where are you, where are you off to, Donna? Sorry, it's Oh no! You wouldn't think I'd charge it all night. Didn't think about that at all. Bloody waist trainer. I've been to the gym. Well, we've just been to the gym, so hence why. Yeah, we're just yeah, we just come back. So yeah, basically, um, right. So where are we going to start, Donna? I don't even know where to start with this one. To be fair. Right, so (laughs) how's your childhood? (laughs) Yeah, pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. But you know what? It's weird because only as an adult now you realise. Oh yeah, you realise. Like I just thought everyone was like that. Just thought it was normal. Yeah, I thought like yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't realise I had any trauma till I had my own children. And I was like, shit. Yeah. I was like, that's actually how you meant to look after your kids. Like I can't imagine the situations I was put in as a child doing that to my child. No. I just can't imagine it. And uh, you know, there's no book on parenting, but no, whatever book my parents were reading. And I know they say, it's, they always say, it's, they always blame it on generations, don't they? Well, yeah. that's the way I grew up, or my parents with me. So mm. I feel like it's like a generational thing, but we have to change yeah, generational I mean, curses. I think, yeah, there's a generational difference. Like obviously, there's like culture differences and mm-hmm. things like that, but there are just basic, Roger. you know, caring and neglect and things like that. And for me, growing up around a lot of like alcoholism, drug addiction with my um, my, my parents and my step um, my step parent. Um, that sort of, that's what led to the level of neglect yeah. that happened. Um, and that still happens now that happened back then. Yeah. It was less talked about back then. Yeah, um, and unfortunately when things like neglect happens where your parents aren't really, you know, doing there. their job, yeah. um, it opens up children to other things from other people also that come into, to play, especially Definitely. grooming. And I think, Grooming is a real topic that I want to discuss because yeah. I never really actually understood what grooming was until I was probably in my 30s. Oh, yeah. I just thought growing up, I just got attention off older people. Yeah. And, my, and blamed yourself. Yeah, well, I, I, part of, yeah, blame myself. Or mm. I just thought, well, no one my age is interested in me. All these older people interested in me. So it's exciting. And mm. uh, do you know what? And I put it down to, I think, my, my dad leaving as a young age. So I think them 
dad issues, abandonment issues, all like created. Yeah, those they yeah, you think that, it's like, vulnerability that yeah. made you susceptible to other people taking advantage of that. Definitely. People that were of a mind where they knew that what they were doing was wrong. And oh, when yeah, you're definitely. younger and you're a child, and someone comes along and they're offering you this love and this attention and these benefits, you're too young. Your mind's your mind isn't ready to, to fully understand that what that person is doing is abuse. You just take it as and that you you're receiving as, love as no one else has given you. Exactly. And, that's you and you know what? Like I loved my abuser. And that's yeah. the worst that like, that's something I still live with now. Stockholm syndrome, they call that. Yeah, didn't they, I never knew that I was being abused until I was an adult. I look back yeah. now and I think, fuck, I don't, yeah. it wasn't literally till I was in my twenties, 25. I actually realized I was being sexually abused. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought no. that was normal behavior. And yeah. as much as people don't might see that from an outsider point of view where they haven't had that, that abuse and that grooming, they yeah. might not understand that. Like, well, how do you not know you're being sexually abused? Because I never knew it was wrong. Yeah, I never knew that as a child it was wrong. Yeah. And when I got older to teenager years, I blamed myself because yeah. I felt like I was to blame for putting myself in those situations. Yeah. But I was 10 years old, like yeah, 8, 10, 12, 11, 12. I, or from the age of six all the way to about 12 years old. I had, diff- I had three different abusers. Yeah, so I'm in like, I'm too young to understand. And because I'd had it happen from six... It was almost brainwashing. Yeah, and you think it's normal behaviour. Yeah. Because you think the people that are doing this, they wouldn't do it to you if they didn't love you. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, you're being told that they love you and this is what you do to people that you love. And you're not doing it from... They're not doing... And, yeah, like, I think from an outsider point of view as well, when you're looking into a childhood, like, sexual abuse story, you think, oh, my God, that abuser's, like, holding them down and he's forcing them, right? It's not always the way. For instance, my situation was I was never particularly forced yeah I was completely brainwashed yeah into believing that was normal and that for me I found more difficult going into adulthood because I blamed myself yeah. and every time I was in a situation that was sexual with somebody I had guilt I had feeling of guilt I had a feeling of like fear yeah. um and just like being ashamed um and I mean there was situations where well, as I got older, I knew it wasn't particularly right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was, yeah, completely brainwashed from such an early age, escaping, for me, escaping um, neglect from my parents, from, like, basically just a lot of shit going on at home from a really early age, like, just being really, like, really broke. Yeah. People a bit drinking, people like, my stepdad was a heroin addict. So we used to go without, you know, food, things like mm. that. And then we'd have like babysitters come over because my yeah. mum would go missing for a couple of days with my heroin addict stepdad. And then those people were the people that showed me love. Yeah. And they were like, give me food or, they'd, you know. They'd all the things that. They would give me yeah. a cuddle. And that's something I didn't have as a child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then that turns into tickling or that oh, will turn into. Sit on my lap. Do you know what I mean? Last and then time. before you know it, you're into something so deep, but because it's been such a small, tiny little step every single yeah. time, you didn't you didn't realise how that progressed. And that might mm. have happened over two, two years. Yes. But unless you understand that from an outsider point of view, you'll never really understand what grooming is. And like I say, I didn't fully yeah. understand even now. Sometimes I think I don't know how I under how I let that happen. You didn't let it happen. It happened to you. And that's the difference. Yeah. 
You didn't. You didn't know any different. I just can't imagine putting someone. You can't imagine putting your own kids in that situation. Exactly. And that's and what that's, you, when you look at your yeah. own kids, it's when you think, "Fuck!" Like, yeah. So, <laughs> how can you put someone? Yeah. How can you let that happen to a child that's so vulnerable? Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm so protective of my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like even these stupid things, like letting them sit on Santa's lap and shit like but that. No, like, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not letting that happen. Maybe there's yeah. a little bit of extremity, but these behaviours where you're saying to someone, go and sit on granddad's lap. Yeah. Go and give granddad a kiss. No, I don't care that you don't want to give granddad a kiss. Go and give granddad a kiss. When it's like, no, if you don't want to, you don't want to. Your kid should have consent, regardless if it's a family member yeah. or not. You should not be telling your child to kiss or sit on your sit on anyone's a, even lap, yeah. anyone's lap. Yeah. You should not be telling your children that they should keep secrets. You should not be telling your children as an auntie or an uncle or a brother or a sister, you should not be going to a child, I'll get you those sweets. Don't tell your mum. Yeah. No no secrets. No. This, this is this is where it starts. This is the mind manipulation. This is where a predator can come along and say, Do you remember those sweets I got you? Yeah. And I told you not to tell your mum. Well, don't tell her this. And it's slowly and I'm not saying everyone that buys your kids sweets is a predator. That is yeah. not the point. But when we encourage children to keep secrets, it can go to a really dark place. Yeah, yeah definitely. And there's always a difference in there when you have to teach your kids about secrets. There's good secrets like don't tell, don't tell daddy that mummy's just brought a new sofa. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> or don't tell about the Amazon deliveries yeah. today. <laughs> don't tell about the Amazon deliveries. But then there's yeah, the secrets. But if someone else says to you, don't tell your mummy or daddy, then nine out of ten times it's a bad thing. But you know, my sibling is is very much like that with with my niece. If nanny doesn't want to kiss you, you don't have to. And everything is consensual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everything is. And some people think, oh, in this day and age, you don't need it. But actually, you do. Kids you need do. to be able to understand what consent is from an early age. Yeah. If someone had said to me what your consent... If someone had given me consent, to, and I understood what consent was from an yeah. early age, I think I might have been able to indicate certain behaviours and being able to actually go to my parents or someone, even a teacher. Teacher, yeah. If Maybe not my parents because they weren't really there. A teacher, a doctor, anyone. Yeah. Well, not a doctor, like but, you know, if you went to the doctors or the school nurse. A police, the police, like someone to yeah. say, oh, maybe this isn't right. Or someone was able to reach out and, and notice symptoms from myself, yeah. like my behaviours, and recognise and ask me the question. But no one asked me that question. No. Um so yeah, that's that's like super super important. And also, I was going to mention as well on the hit. This I don't know why I'm smiling, but <laughs> anyway, that's awkward. Yeah, um, <laughs> but so... there's a song, right? And my son plays it, and it's called No No Square. Have you heard of it? No. Right. So it's called This Is My No No Square, and it's that's a song. It's a kid's song, and you can play it from your children from like as as, as young as they are that they know and understand. Yeah. It says. No, you can't touch me there. This is my no-no square. And basically... Oh, I love that. The action is here. So it goes, this is my no-no square. And my oh, son yeah. understands consent yeah. from that song. He knows if yeah. somebody touches him here, yeah. then that's his no-no square. You can't touch me there. Yeah. So that's literally the song. That's how it says. That's but there's such like a great actions song. in it. And it's on YouTube. So, And it's just a simple little, like... Just, yeah, just simple. But the kids understand that You don't that, need though. to say to your child, oh, by the way, if someone touches you that they're a paedophile or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. if they play that song and someone comes along and they start going... They start touching them there. I'll give you some sweets and I'm going to start touching your square. My son's going to go, whoa. <laughs> that's my no-no that's square. That's my no-no square. And I'm telling yeah. my mum about that no-no square. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 
That is such a good song. I want my kids to listen to that, you know? Yeah, it's so, little, like, little things like that, yeah, just making them aware. So good. See, I always, that's what I always get worried about with my son because obviously being severely autistic and he's nonverbal. Yeah. So he has, they call it intimate care at school. They have to, he's still in nappies, incontinent. So he has to have his nappies and that changed. So I always had that worry because even though I know they're a great school and, you know, I can't accuse anyone, but, or I don't even have any issues with the school at all. Like yeah, I'm not thinking, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just me in myself, but I always think if something happened, he could never tell me. Mm. So I'm always like, no. So I have to drum it into my other twin who's also autistic, but he can speak. That no, like you tell, because I'm always like, why are you the last person on the bus? And little things like that. To be, he's just the last person that gets dropped off. But to me, I'm like, hmm, like mm. why? But I think it's just because of the way we were brought up or things that have happened to us as children. Now we not reflect on our children, but we're over. I'm not overprotective. I'm not overprotective yeah, actually at all. I'm not overprotective at all. It's not overprotective. No. It's just like aware. Being aware, yeah. And the thing is, do you know what? The amount of women I've spoken to, because I'm always so open, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. I can't keep <laughs> yeah. Don't ever tell me a secret because they're staying in me. Um, but I've been in situations where I've like been at work and not in a work environment and I've spoken about, you know, I've nearly been abducted. Like there's so much predatory oh God, yeah. shit that's happened with me. And you're kidnapped And once. I don't know how I'm not a lesbian because most of the time I hate do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I hate the fact that men have done so many n- bad things to me, but yeah. I still love men and I still have, I have a re- really great relationship and stuff, but yeah. I'm surprised I'm able to do it. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm surprised that I am able to love a man after the amount of shit I've had. But anyway, yeah. I can't remember what my point was. I think that's probably why I've never been in love, you know, that's why I have always had issues. Like I'm, people that know me know I have a weird thing about age. Yeah. Mm. Um, if they're a lot younger than me, I don't know. It freaks me out. And I always say like, if you're in your twenties, please stay on my DMs. Do you think DMs. that's because you've had predatory I think because when I was younger, yeah, when I was younger, I've always had older men. And do you know when you're younger and people are like, oh, stay away from me, he's a dirty old man. Well, I didn't realise what dirty old man meant until we're older. And it's a dirty old man, they're the ones that, oh, isn't she a beautiful little girl? Bro, I'm six. You're like, you're in your fifties. So you've always been a pretty girl. My mum's like, stay away from him, he's a dirty old man, that sort of thing. Stay away from certain people. And now I get it. But yeah, there used to be this creepy old man and he used to always walk his dog. And I I used to love dogs. And I just stroke his dog. And then it was from that to, oh, you come to my house and stroke my dog. Like, and I didn't think anything of it. And I didn't hang around with too many people like when I was younger, when we lived in Bean Hill and stuff. So yeah, I used to go around to help him with his dog. But when I did, when I went into his little bungalow, he was always naked. And he said he was a naturist, like a naturist Gosh. person. I How really, old were you? I was probably what? I was year, what, literally year five, year six at school. So I was what, 10, oh, 11? Like, yeah, yeah when we lived in five. Bean Hill. It was before I went to secondary school. So yeah, I was been like year five, year six. And we live in Bean Hill and like bef- where he's, I don't even know, he could still be there, you know, and still live there with his dog and that. I might have to go to a drive-by just in case. Yeah, Warm man. people in his little long fucking flasher coat. But um, he used to walk his dog and I didn't think anything of it. I sit, on, I sit by, myself, by myself sometimes on the field making daisy chains. And that's how it started. And you go give me roll-ups and such cigarettes and you smoke at that age. Like on the, I don't know why. I think it was just to be cool or someone probably introduced mm-hmm. me and I just thought like to fit in. But yeah, and he used to grab my boobs and massage them and tell me they would help me grow. So now I've always had Fuck weird that, thing. Yeah, honestly. but even when I was 13, 14, no one my age was interested in me at school. They were always older. Like I was 13, they'd be 18, 19, 21. I, used yeah. to, I remember I'd go to clubs underage, which is my own fault going to clubs underage, but they were always in their 30s. Do you know what I mean? 30s, 40s. And mm. I was always be like, no, 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 no. But then there were some situations when I was younger, if I'd get on with someone, it's not even, I didn't even have a feeling. It was just like numb, you just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, was like, like, I completely disassociated yeah. myself from so, sex for about five to six years yeah. whilst I was healing. Because yeah. when I started having a sexual relationship, at one point, I actually strangled my partner. Yeah. So I, I was diagnosed with PTSD. Yeah. 
So what had happened was I started to obviously get involved in having sex and um, oh, fucking hell, it's making me feel sick. Yeah. And um, do some tissues. I don't know if, have you got any tissues? Yes, please. <sighs> oh, oh, no, he's one of them ones, isn't it? I blacked out. And <clears throat> when I come out of sort of like that, mo- that moment, yeah. I was strangling him. And, um, yeah, that's, that was the time. Uh, soon after that, I had a big mental breakdown. Yeah. And that's when it all come out. That's when was you, you realised. I've been hiding that for so... I've been burying it for so long. Yeah. And even when I recognised it was wrong, I didn't deal with it. Yeah. I kept it buried for so long. And then when I had that blackout, I then had a breakdown where I nearly killed myself. And I... I had to, um, I had daily care. Yeah. Because I couldn't look after myself. God, you're making me cry over here. And uh, that's when I had to tell my family what had happened. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that, that PTSD basically just made me fucking psycho. It made me absolutely psycho. Like, I just didn't know where I was. I just, I blacked out. And then I couldn't cope with life after I'd yeah. sort of, because it's almost like you bury something so like it's like a volcano, that fire, and that's what I'm saying. And you don't know who name, you are. That's fire. Yeah. This fire's coming up and it's gonna it's gonna erupt. If you it don't deal do. with those, if you don't deal with that problem, yeah, it's gonna come out without you even knowing it's gonna come out. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? 100%. I was violent. Yeah, I, was I get violent. that. That's, and this is the problem, you know, when sometimes when people are violent, and I'm not excusing it's a trigger. Vi- sometimes I'm not, it, yeah, I'm not excusing violent behaviour. But sometimes it is just a trigger. I never was a violent person. Like, yeah. I never done that intentionally. I never yeah. set out to strangle my partner yeah. or hit him yeah, or attack him. And I literally, I'm telling yeah. you now, I fucking lost it. Like, I lost it. And I had no idea why I did it until I had the diagnosis and they said, look, what's what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they said, right, you've, you've got PTSD. That was a, a symptom of your PTSD. So... Um, since then, obviously, I was on some medications and I've, I've done a lot of healing, a hell of That's a lot good. of healing. But as you were saying, like, for the first... For a long time, when I first started having sex with my first boyfriend, yeah, I just disassociated. I was yeah. completely numb. I never had... I couldn't even feel down yeah. there. Like, because every time now, I had though. a sensation, it brought back that feeling of guilt. Yeah. And that feeling of, I feel dirty and I feel like I shouldn't be doing yeah. this. Um, so, yeah, I... I had that issue, and then obviously, like I say, I've, I've since since healing, things have been a lot different. Yeah, which makes a big difference. But I feel like sometimes you have to have that break or breakdown yeah. to realize that there's something wrong. Mm. Like, but and you don't. Sometimes you don't Fuck actually it, know. Shaking, yeah, it's all right. It's sometimes it's good to get it out. But yeah, people say to me, "Oh, you have trust issues, this or that with blokes and stuff." I'm thinking, well, my dad abandoned us and left when we were kids, and I was a daddy's girl. Mm. Everyone that's always been interested in me has been a lot older. So now I'm just even weird. But like, I've had times where I've been around friends, yeah, friends or house parties. I've come back drunk, and they've come back to look after me, and they've been having sex with me, and I'm, I'm literally hanging over a toilet, being sick. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. do you know, when the next day you wake up, and you're like, "Did that happen? Did it not?" You don't want to and say you anything yourself, because you're you like, think... "Did I? Did I let him in the house? Did they assume?" So now when people talk to me, like. But I like, I can talk to anyone and just be friends. But yeah. sometimes I think they want more. And mm. I don't, sometimes I generally, I don't get it. Like my, my siblings always saying to me, you smile at people and they, that's what they're in because you smile and you're all like, cheese and your eyes light up. But and you that. should be able to and smile And people think people it without... the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they're thinking I'm like, oi, oi. And I'm, I'm generally just, just 
being myself. And yeah. I, so I sometimes get in these weird situations, but I don't think I'm getting myself in them. I'm just being normal. Yeah. But you aren't getting yourself it. into yeah, them. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting you myself into them. You aren't getting yourself yeah. into them. People should understand the difference between yeah. I want to have sex with you and, just and I'm just nice. being nice to you. That's yeah. what I mean. I hate it. Like you talk to a guy and you'd be like nice to him and they start talking all like flirty. I don't flirt for sure. And when shit, you're like, I'm not interested, you're a fucking slag, a fuck, you're ugly bitch. And you're like, hold on, I was just generally being nice to you and you've gone from yeah, one extreme like to the thinking, other. Yeah, and they're acting like your leader. That's, but that's and then I don't want to get in a relationship because then it starts like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start. But like, my ex was so abusive. But his was more like verbal and, and things like that. But he and th- he would forget the next day. Or oh, it must be my fault he got like that. Mm. So yeah, when it comes to, I haven't been in a relationship for like, what, three, four years. I've been yeah. single for so long. But this is your like, time to heal, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to heal. There's you no point in going into relationships yeah. when you're broken because you just carry the shit on. Work. Yeah, you carry the shit on. Like people say, you should go on dates and stuff. And I do want to start dating, but then I get so nervous. Like, mm. what happens if they act nice and they're a dick and then they're this or I don't know. Like even older people, like, I get weird. Like I've always said, I get weird with younger lads, and it's always been like that. I think like I'm 37, so if you're in your 20s, I feel not weird, a bit dirty myself because I think when I was younger, they were always older. Mm. So. Even though people are like, oh, it's a 10-year age, that. But to me, that freaks me out because... You know <clears> where the consent was broken before. Yeah. yeah. So, when, But when I was, say, say they're 26, I'm 37, yeah? Well, say they're 27, that's 10 years. When I was 27, you're only 17. Doesn't make me feel right. <laughs> you're doing when, the maths. Yeah. You're backward I maths. go backwards yeah. and I can't help it. It's something in yeah, my head. Yeah. But then when they're a little bit older than me, I think, oh, I could like you. But then I feel like I don't know whether everything that happened to me was with older people. So I don't, even now I can't... Mm. You, know you need I mean? to unpiece it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I, I want to tell them, but then I look crazy when I tell them. Oh. So then I just think, oh my God. You share my tissue. <laughs> We've drunk like, from the same I water bottle today. I suck on some little lashes today, just so I went, oh, I'll go this. I'm fine. It's fine. I just suck on some Take little that. lashes, yeah, some tiny little ones, just so I won't cry it out. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm fine in myself and then you, it's when you start talking, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you start getting into relationships and when you start experiencing different things, it brings yeah. back those trauma points and those triggers, like you said earlier, with the yeah. triggers. Like, you... The mad thing is, you can never say, I know what my trigger is until you experience it. Literally. And I don't even know. <laughs> I can be like, I'm absolutely sound. I could say, go on a, a date at the weekend. And they could say or do one thing and that could trigger me. Mm. And they will think she's crazy. And I'd be like, I actually don't know why I'm being triggered or or I don't even feel like I have a reason to be, but I can't, my body's like yeah. shaking or like, You've got I physical get upset for symptoms. no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think, God, I can't be scared of men my whole life because come at me, I'd knock you out. <laughs> but in general, it's it's one of them ones. So the sometimes- thing is, I think that people probably look at me and you and think, oh, you feisty mouthy, you know, we, we look like do we can I mean? look after ourselves and we've got a big mouth, but both of us, but do you know what? Most of that comes feel- from fucking trauma. I feel like we've got big mouths, <laughs> yeah, because we've had to. Like, you've, got, I- you've got to grow to be strong. Like that's like talking about that fire thing yeah. for me is like, I use that trauma as a fire for you have good to. things. Like I use it for pushing myself every yeah. day and making myself and saying actually I've had my childhood taken away from me and I know that from 6 to 12 I literally don't remember anything but trauma and yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to let that those people that were involved in that take my adult life oh, or no, take no. my children's life and this is another thing like a point yeah. I want to make break the cycle like when you are in neglectful you've had a neglectful childhood you've had trauma that's not an excuse to then take that onto your children Oh no! That is everyone uses that as an excuse, don't they? Well, you know that's that's all I knew growing up, and you yeah. think. Well, they use it, it as an excuse for all sorts of things. Of like, oh, well, I'm yeah. going to treat my next partner like shit. 
I'm going to do this, like me recognising when I strangled my partner at that point and I was abusive towards him. Yeah. And I did. I was abusive. I was a, I was an abusive. I was a, a man beater, but I was also beaten up. We were beating each other up, but I was abusive and I have to take accountability that I was throwing the first punch sometimes. Yeah, he was punching me back, but I was yeah. punching him. And I had to move away from that relationship and realise... Why am I doing these things? Because I'm not violent. Yeah. But in certain situations, I'm switching for no reason and I can't work it out. And obviously, like I say, get, I nearly got sectioned, basically. So yeah. I had to, I had to, it was kind of like, Tez, fucking sort your life out, you know? Do something before you do something you regret. Yeah. And I was I like, mean? this is a point where I can either carry on being an abuser for the rest of my life because I've been abused. Yeah. Or I can sort myself out, maybe try and create some like, help out there for people, talk about it. Some safe spaces my, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Make it make it easier for people to to recognise, first of all, they had trauma. Second of all, try to recover from it. And third of all, not try to push it on future generations. Yeah. But if you could take accountability for say you've been through trauma and you understand that and then you do act out as long as you could I feel like if you could take response uh, accountability for your actions and you're you're trying to change and you're like okay I recognize I'm doing this because of this yeah I think you're on a great path it's yeah. the people out there like not mentioning any names Dean but um, <laughs> it's the people there that, that, that deliberately drink and do lots of drugs and they use that as an excuse mm -hmm. because then they don't remember the next day. Yeah. And then you look crazy because you're like, I'm putting up with so much shit for what? Because yeah. when they're, when that person's sober, they're good, it's fine. But then the opposite side of that, it's like, no. But then I think that they could have some sort of trauma themselves oh, and they yeah, cover it a with drink and drugs and then they get... A lot of people are using alcohol and drugs and I've done it yeah. myself, especially drugs. I've used a lot of drugs to cover yeah. my pain and my reality to I be think honest. a lot of times as we grew as we grew up as well like it's just it was a, it was a completely different generation yeah like it was when we were growing well, up well no one was, was talking about the good thing is now there yeah. are a lot of like me too campaigns and stuff like that where yeah. women and children and men and it. the thing another thing I want to talk about is the men I will go back to that yeah because but happens to men too we, me too campaign is women I think predominantly but there is other campaigns and people are talking about it more I mean we're un, we're finding out about paedophiles and governments and BBC like Doctors. way up this isn't ground Churches. level shit this is happening at the top the people that have got the money and they've got the influence yeah. it's still happening to them because there's nonces everywhere so people need to just get their eyes out and start looking around and noticing these behaviors Nonce noticing detector. these people these collect and they know each other they the thing is sometimes it's organized it's like a, it's like a group they're like a little club my, yeah. my in my case um there's certain things i can't talk about to be quite honest because there's yeah. certain things i'm not gonna i'm take to the grave with yeah. me. i'm not willing to have that <laughs> come out of my mouth same um <laughs> But um, the men there. thing. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to also talk about is actually that I think this more difficult for men to talk about they their won't. sexual abuse oh. than it is for women. Um, because I have had conversations with guys before who have had have had that happen to them when they were kids. And obviously they've got. Sorry, let me just thingy. Oh, has it gone off? Actually, sorry, guys. You know, yeah, it happens. It happens to little boys. You know, little it boys does. are getting done 
Don't, done, that sounds Dad, bad. I this, didn't mean yeah, that. Oh my that. God. Little boys are having, being abused and the problem is, is that they are actually finding it very more, a lot they more difficult to talk. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. They're taking their own lives. They're getting yeah. heavy into drugs. They're getting heavy into alcohol because they're not only going against the stigma of being sexually abused, yeah. they're also in their heads about the fact that there's homosexuality involved because they don't want to talk about it. They feel like if they, they think, talk about it, yeah. they're going to be... They're, they're really gonna call say, gay. That's what they think. They, gay. If they yeah. turn around and say, oh, this bloke sexually shot me, they're automatically like, well, well you're gay. You must. Especially if your body responds differently. Mm. I've been in situations where some stuff's happened to me and I didn't want it to happen, but my body is responding like I was enjoying it and I wasn't. Exactly. And that's and a, that is yeah. another, that's another point it's to raw, it. It's a raw thing to say and I'm going to say it and not many people are going to find it comfortable, but I have had you have an, an individual orgasm, yeah. say to me that they had an orgasm at 10 years old and they were... That was rape. Yep. So how do you deal with that as an adult that you've had your first orgasm at 10 years old through rape? Yeah. Yep. Trust me, that is a dark place to be in. It's fucking dark. And it is something that you need to know that you're not alone in. Yeah. Because this happens and it has happened. And I've spoken to many people out there that I can't deal with that, even that conversation or even that thought because they think, oh my God, that makes me feel so, so dirty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I shouldn't have enjoyed that. Because that was, that is technically, it's again, it's a consent thing here, yeah? So yeah. this is a consent. You're too young to understand what the, what your body's doing. You're yeah. too young to understand the manipulation. And you're too too young to understand what's right and wrong. But that yeah. person that did that to you, they weren't. They, they know exactly what they're doing. They was in control of that situation. So and, and even as you get older and you go out, so you go out drinking with your friends. And it's then you have too many drinks. You're not, you do not have the consent. If you're drunk, you you cannot consent to anything. Mm. So if you wake up with someone and you don't, not too sure, you know you don't know them and you were drunk, I don't want to say there's a good chance something happened. But once again, that is not consent. And the amount of people that I know yeah. that go out on a night out and wake up like, I woke up next to someone, I don't remember what happened. And you're like, well. And they always laugh it off to me. They honest, laugh it off. Like, yeah. That's what I've, I remember in London like, no. once I went to a rave and. I got went back to his, we went back to these guys this guy's house yeah. and he was like I oh, will cook you some food. I think we were trying to get a taxi but we couldn't get it from the club so we went back to this guy's house anyway. His mates left. It was two of me and my friend cooked us some food. And me've both fallen asleep and I've woken up. This guy's having sex with me mm. and I've, he's been dr- he drugged us basically. Put, put, put something in our food, yeah. yeah. Then my friend, the next day, I, I woke up, up and I said, look, I woke up and he was having sex with me. She goes, yeah, same. I woke up, he was having sex with me. I've called the police. Yeah. The police have come out. They said, oh, yeah, 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 just wait there. So we've gone to like a local garage and then they've gone, oh, yeah, we'll be about four four hours. Don't get your, don't get changed. Don't take your clothes off. We need to swab you. Yeah. Well, so we're Do waiting four hours. I've been raped. I've been waiting for four hours for the police at a garage for them to tell me, don't wash yourself after a man's had sex with me that I didn't want anywhere you're gonna, near you're gonna, me. That's the first thing you want to do is scrub yeah. yourself. And they were like, oh, the, yeah. the swab station doesn't open till like 12 o'clock. So we'll come get you and we'll take you there. By the end of that, my friend was like, look, Tess, I don't want to, I don't want to press charges. She was like, I feel like maybe I was too drunk. It was my fault. And you know, I agreed with her. 
I said, do you know what? Maybe we were too drunk. We did have champagne. We can't, we don't, we're not girls that drink champagne. See, do you that's know what I mean? the thing. You're probably thinking, oh, you know, maybe we got a bit drunk and then we're both, maybe we're a bit flirty with him and we've fallen asleep and not remembered. Because yeah, exactly. the police say to you, why would you go back there then? Why would you stay there? And yeah. in your head, you're thinking, well, actually, that person was really nice and they did let us come back and there was nothing mal- malicious or nothing about him. So in your head, you play your own mind games and mm. build up your own story because you think, well, when I met him, well, that's he was the fine. thing. If the police had come out at that point where that had just happened, then I could they have, have seen like, that you were. This is my truth, yeah. yeah. Four hours down the line, I've already persuaded myself it's that, my fault. Yeah, you went back there. You, something, yeah. And that's the worst thing that you can do is persuade yourself. Yeah. But we do. We do. But yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Because it's easier to persuade ourselves than to admit we just let that happen. Definitely. And that is the worst, That and that is the worst part of it all. Yeah, and understanding, like, going through, like, therapy. So, for instance, yeah. for me, I went, oh, God, bloody hell. It's because I keep shaking. I'm getting all yawny. Um, yeah. Because I had got diagnosed with PTSD, then I've done like trauma therapy, I've done timeline therapy, I've done cognitive behavioural therapy. Hey, I've done that. Oh, I've shit. done every kind of type of therapy yeah, that you could think people. of in the world. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, the best thing for me was just actually forgiveness. And believe me, believe me, it's hard to forgive, but it's the best thing You've I ever did. You've got to forgive yourself. Best thing I ever did. Because when I was carrying that hatred, for those people that did that to me, yeah. and for my my mum particularly, because my mum never protected me from any of it, um, I I was just a big ball of hate, mm. like a big ball of hate. I I hated everyone. I couldn't have relationships. I couldn't have proper friendships. Yeah, it's hard. I remember spazzing out at my friends once, one and punch and punching them in the face, like over nothing. Like I was fucking mental. I was crazy. Yeah. I was uncontrollable and I didn't know, I couldn't, I couldn't look, I could just, I just couldn't cope. Yeah. So my yeah. reaction to not coping was just being like self-sabotage, isn't it? Yeah. Just going around just do doing stupid and, stuff. Cause you didn't know what was going on with you. You didn't no. realise. Whereas I see a lot of children like that now and they get sent to, they call them naughty schools. Mm. And you're like, you're throwing your kids in these naughty schools. Maybe you should actually sit down and ask them, why are they acting like nine? Some kids are just little fucks. Let's be honest. Some some people are just rebels. That they are yeah. little fucks. But other people generally they, they act out because because something because something's on, happened yeah. because something is going on or something's happened. Like people say like oh no red flags and stuff. But do you know what? Not some people are born with a red flag. Some people only have like toxic traits because of what they've been through. Mm-hmm. So it's like well, never, it's hard you know to try and differentiate. I actually. Was actually such a good kid. I used to be by myself a lot of the time. That's probably yeah, why I got same. in these situations. I was just, I was just yeah, I, I, remember, was just, I was an easy target. Yeah, sure. I remember so coming I home. Yeah, and people are like, you're always loud and bubbly. So I think people just assume. Yeah. Like, I remember coming home once, if I think it was a night out or someone out, I think one of my friends was being a dick. So I think I walked back by myself and I was about like 15 and I remember having to ring my sister. I got, this is before, yeah, well, I had a mobile, but I was answering the house phone because this lorry driver had come down between Stantonbury and Linford Wood and I lived in Stantonbury then. And he pulled out in this lorry driver. He followed me down. I was running across the main road. He'd gone down to the roundabout, come back up and was following me. He got out the lorry and was chasing me down the road. And I was having to ring my sister. And um, I got to the house and my sibling was there waiting for me. And my mum was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. She was more angry that I'd woke them up at one in the morning than if this person literally was chasing me to try and kidnap me in the van. It's disgusting. It's actually disgusting. Sorry you have to go to to work. once... So I'm, I was walking up New Bradwell Hill and this car come past. I see him looking at me and the minute he looked at me, I fucking knew there was something wrong yeah. with him. He turned his car around. He come back upside of me. He goes, excuse me, do you know where Stan... I had a Stanbury... No, I wasn't a uniform, but it was clear I was going to Stanbury yeah. School. 
is that she come round. He's masturbating in the car. I had some of And that. he's literally, I've put my head in. He's gone to grab my freaking collar and pull me into the car. And this is at like 12. Early in the morning. 12, yeah, yeah, six in the morning. I've ran to my friend's house. They've called the police. The police went, yeah, we'll send someone out later on today. See, the they police come, make I it worse. they came into school about f- half two to interview... No, I can't remember. No, I think they come over yeah. a couple of... I can't remember. But anyway, they come over and they went, do you know what they said? They went, they asked me what hand he was masturbating with, which I thought, do you know what? That's such a weird question. Why are you fucking... I'm 11, like 12, 11, 12 years old. I've just gone yeah. through trauma. Like the stuff they were asking me was just so shite. Anyway, they goes, oh, don't worry. Probably just give him a slap on the wrist. See, the, it's the police make it worse as well, I think sometimes. Like, I remember when I went to Woofton and I was walking through Coffee Hall with my friends Louise and Kelly back then. And we walked and this this person was in a car near, near the Coffee Hall shops. Was it a Red Astra? I can't <laughs> remember the car, but I remember he had like a newspaper in the passenger seat and he asked for the time. And as we went over, he was sitting there wanking. And I was like, <laughs> do you know you laugh? Nervously laugh. I was terrified. I nervously laughed. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. But now I'm How like, old oh my were you God. though? I literally, what, I was year seven. So that would have been just after the whole man kept grabbing my boobs now. That went on for about a year and a half, I think. Yeah. And so he was a naturist. So do you know, by that point, I just thought it was normal. Yeah. So it was just the like, thing is, it's flash. So, what are you flashing is, I'll be honest with you. I you feel like it's, it's too normal. Yeah. And so I it's just, too laugh it off. normal. You just like, laugh it off. That's not normal behaviour. Like, like a, the police don't, the police don't, the police don't give yeah. a crap. They Sometimes really Sometimes they make it worse. They wonder why people don't want to, oh, you're raped. You go, you go to the hospital, get all your, you know, your internals that done. You go to the hospital and they go, and the police almost say to you, so did, did you want to have sex with him? And they they make you, they like they shame you into making you feel like uh, you've done something wrong. Yeah. And it's just I'm like, hoping it's so that times, I'm really hoping times have changed now and now yeah. because there are more campaigns around, you know, consent and around, you know, sexual abuse, male and female, that the yeah, police male, are maybe well doing more. Because 10 do. years ago... It was them doing nothing. It was them. <laughs> they weren't doing nothing. They weren't doing nothing to help, no, they help weren't. people. And that's why people weren't talking about they it. They just assume, oh, especially if you're female, that, oh, let me guess, she went out in a short skirt, had a few too many drinks, now she's calling rape. That's generally what they believe in mm. their head. And you're like, mm. I could go, if I wanted to walk outside naked, I should be allowed to. And no, no one has to. walk outside no, naked. No, that's naked. That's flashing. <laughs> but all right, a bikini. If I wanted to walk around in a bikini, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. got the right to touch me if I didn't want them to touch oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. But someone can walk up to me and grab my that's technically sexual assault and if I punched him in the face I'm guaranteed I'm more likely to get done for an actual assault than they would for sexual assault uh-huh. and that's the, the worst bit yeah the, the laws the laws, the laws fuck. and it's that do you know what as well one thing I will say is that actually historic paedophilia now is getting more um police what's it called like police work put into it so yeah for instance there was a case recently I don't want to go too far into it but there was a case, there's two cases I know of recently where people had their, one of them had their dad prosecuted and that was from 24 years ago, about, 20, about 20 years ago. So that's historic abuse. So they were able to get enough evidence from the recollect, recollection, didn't that's- need the physical evidence. And the second one, no, they were both dads. They were both the dads. Yeah, it was both the dads of the kids. And that's yeah. the thing, guys. You've got to watch out. It's not, it's, this isn't just happening outside of your family. So they always say normally it's somebody that you know. Nine out of ten times, yeah. it can be someone that you know. Yeah, so mine um, was, I've had two babysitters and also with, this is another one as well, other children. Oh, yeah, other I've bloody had other children. children. Other children used to... I was abused by a little a girl that was the same age as me that lived across the road from me. 
Yeah. And I used to wake up to her doing stuff to me that I was not comfortable with. Yeah. And the reason that she was doing it, because turns out her dad was a paedophile. Oh my God, that's so weird you say that because I had a little a girl like touching me places and her dad used to do it to her. Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know. They're they not doing normal. it to be, they're not doing it because they're doing it because that's what they think's normal. They're yeah. used to that happening to them during the night. So they're exactly. waking up to like, oh my God. So I had to forgive this girl. Like, yeah. like I say, I've forgiven all of my people, like all of my paedophiles, all my paedophile friends, yeah. all my, um, all my abusers, I've had to forgive them because, like I say, that hatred that I carried for so many years was making me into a really bad person. You have to do it for yourself. Yeah. You have to forgive well, everyone yourself else and forgive well. everyone. When I had yeah. kids, I was like, no, nah, I'm not taking this hate with me. I'm yeah. not doing it. I'll do my best to make sure my kids are protected and my kids are educated enough to not let them let that happen to them. And I would 100%. never let that happen to them. Yeah. But... At the same time, I've got to let go of that hate. And the only way you can let go of that is by going, do you know what? There was something wrong with you. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with me. You yeah. took that away from me. You took my childhood, but I'm not going to let you take the rest of my life. I'm not going to let you win. You, if they're still, if they're still ruining your life now, they still, they're still abusing you. They've still got yeah. that power. Yeah, that, that will never go. Like, you've got to take that yeah. power back. That's what I've got to do at the minute because I feel like I get so defensive on certain things. And mm. when I get so defensive, it's, that is, that is a, that's a trigger because of where my ex is. I've always had to, like I always apologise to people or I have to, have to, have to explain myself. Yeah. And people say to me, stop explaining yourself. Why are you apologising? You've done nothing wrong. Stop apologising. And I'm like, I feel like I have to because of traumas from then. Yeah. So now I'm like in a stage now where I'm like, okay. You just need to be like, yeah. own it. Like, or, I'm here. Or if this is what upset, I'm about. This yeah. is me. And if someone Take it or leave me, it. I have to be like, okay, that person's just, a, that, that's on them. That's not, that's not me. Like, I shouldn't mm. have to, like, if I'm apologizing and explaining myself to you, and I don't have to, if I thought, do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you've upset me and if I've just reacted, sometimes I just think, no, like, but I'm so used to doing it. Do you know it. what I remember you, you saying me. in the last podcast? Yeah. That I thought was really good because I watched it back last night because I was watching a little section of it. And when you said about trauma bonding. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's a thing. Trauma bonding is a thing. It's an actual thing, is it a thing? 100%. So being able to say to someone, when you meet someone, even on a friendship, a business level, a freaking relationship level, say to them, look... This is my, I've got abandonment issues. We've both I've got, got, ab- we've both got yeah. abandonment issues. I feel that's, yeah. why I have, that's why I've had shit relationships as well. So being able or I to- stayed in the toxic, this, isn't it funny? My longest relationship was, was, the, most, was the most toxic relationship. 13 mm-hmm. years. On, on and off, on and off. But there was no breaks where, well, I never got with anyone in that time. He probably did because he was, probably didn't remember. But that was my most toxic and vile relationship that I was ever in, but it was my longest one. Yeah. Because you didn't know weird, different. It, it was so weird. And I think, you know... It, People, you know, like, I don't know whether it's because of the way my, my dad was or my dad leaving or what it is, but it's so weird that, that the worst relationship of my life was the one I stayed in for the longest. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing really nice about, so it, far. about it. So far. You're going to have a good one now. I'm gonna have a, my next one is going to be great. I'm going to treat him like the king. But people say to me, when you meet a girl that's never been loved properly, that's me, <laughs> and you meet a man that's probably never been appreciated properly, yeah, that's so, so true. So if you have been appreciated. That's so true though, because that's like me and Blake. Like he's yeah. he's he loves me like unconditionally. Yeah, and that's like, what he I really need. does. The I good, the do... bad and the ugly. That's what you Absolutely. need. Absolutely. Like there's certainly obviously I do things that upset him and he communicates Course, that to but me. That's just... But he loves me in my most disgusting state sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? When you can wake up all hanging and look how oh, beautiful yeah. you are and you're like, oh, I look a right mess in the morning. <laughs> morning breath and everything. He yeah. still comes over and tries to Kiss, stick his tongue, in, his tongue in my mouth. He loves See, I love, I love that. And I appreciate him and he's never had that before. Yeah. He's never had someone that appreciates 
yeah. how loving he is. Because a lot of women see that as a weakness. No, I don't think They don't like a man to be like emotional and or like vulnerable. loving. I love, love it. You. I feel like if yeah, you could vulnerability be, is beautiful. If you could be emotional and vulnerable, you think, okay, I know I feel safe for you. Like I always say, hey, what do you want in a relationship and this and that? I don't want money or cars and shit. <clears throat> I've got my own Luckily. car that. Like, I don't want the material <laughs> shit because I can get that anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want a relationship that I can, I just want to be feel safe around someone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know I was going to make me cry. Oh, that's so lovely <laughs> though. I don't know I'm going to cry. Oh, Oh, tissue. Tissue. No, that's that. I'm always just Security yeah. and safety. Yeah, like you said, your just abandonment wanna, issues. Yeah, just. Oh, fucking hell. I would love to find someone who just makes me feel safe. Yeah. And I can be my true self around without them throwing it in my face or being like, you're too loud or why are you doing that? Mm. Why'd you do stupid childish shit? Yeah, mate, we're probably going to. I am a bit childish, not like a um, petty childish, like. I might fuck for the head and covers. Like little things like that. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I do <laughs> stupid things. Like we could be out yeah, about and like just yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. do a cartwheel in the middle of the street. Just I love get that on board. about you though. Just I get think on board. that's what's so beautiful about you is I think you, like I, I feel that. like for me, I'm really immature and stupid so because am I sometimes. I've had I my childhood it. taken yeah. away from me. So I live as a child. I had to be an adult as a kid. Had to look after my, my nan exactly and my grandma. My nan. Yeah, yeah. My nan had MS. And that, and then, so I've always had to be an adult. As a kid, I was always an adult. Mm. So I think now I've got my own kids. Sometimes I'm like, boys, don't you have to do that. But then other times I'm just so silly. Like just I just like, bust out a dance move in the middle yeah, of Tesco's. Yeah. And some people look at me, why'd you do that? And But it's my whole life. Why are you so loud? Or you're so, or like, you're not even that funny or this or that. It's always no, you been are something. <laughs> so do you know what? But you've always been told it. So sometimes I think, I don't even know who the fuck I am because I'm constantly, you're too fat, Trying you're to too impress, skinny, yeah. you're this, you're that. And you think, fucking hell, let me be myself. So if I just want to meet someone who makes me generally feel safe, and if I want to bust out a dance with them in a weight rose, do it with me. I don't shop at weight rose, does it? If I shop, <laughs> fuck off, Primark. We go to Primark. In Aldi. Yeah, oh, lad. <laughs> if I want to bust Lovely out, Poundland. you know, if there's a bit of a music on that I want to start singing, my worst yeah, singing voice. Yeah, you be you, just yeah. join That's, in with me. Get yeah, on the page. Join in. Just join in with me. That's the thing. Do you know what? Just I feel don't like- be a dick. Oh, God, I feel... Come here, cry. Just want to feel safe. But uh, I feel like I've never felt safe my whole life. Mm. Like, ever. You will find I've that. always had to... Find you be, will find I've always had to save myself. Or yeah. hit rock bottom and then be like, fuck. Mm. So I just, yeah, I just want to be safe. Just want to feel safe. Donna's on a healing journey right now. Yeah, you're nearly tell, there. Fucking hell. Now nah, you're nearly there. I can see it. Yeah. It's coming. But you know what? I feel like now you can talk about this stuff. Yeah. I remember I, I, sh- I couldn't you talk, about nothing talk about nothing without it. hyperventilating and crying. Mm. Yeah. And now I can be like, do you know what? But I can also take accountability of shit that I do as well. Yeah. In, do you know what I mean? Like, but I think the more people are free to talk about these things, the better it feels yeah. when you can talk about it because you're not being judged do you know when yeah. you're when you're, well, talking if you're judging about me in my comments? Things, I just turn them off. <laughs> I don't yeah. even look at them. <laughs> but you know when people don't talk about it openly, oh like I've mentioned earlier, oh. when I went into work, work once, working in a chocolate factory, best job oh, ever. Lush. And I was talking about that time when Eddie got abducted by that guy who was, yeah. you know, masturbating down, trying to grab me up and shit. And actually, there was ten of us sat at the table, and out of the ten of us, eight of them had been sexually abused. Yeah. And they'd never spoken about it. No. And we all just sat there and talk, talked about it. And it was so nice. Do you know what I mean? And it just feel like if you're not, the, you're, sometimes you've got to be the first person in the room to bring it, the yeah. elephant in the room and say, right, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Cause you'll find that There's people, someone... it's not just, you're not alone. You're not the yeah. only one. Like, and That's you can talk about how have you, how are you, what are your coping mechanisms? Like, what are your triggers? What have you done to help yourself? Like, do you need to go and see the place? Do, do you need to prosecute someone first at the first, the highest level is do you need to go and get prosecution? Is yeah. that going to make you feel better? Is that going to get you your, Sorry, your closure? 
Yeah. Second of all, is true, there though. is there a way I can heal myself? Is it what? Is, what can I do? Yeah. To what heal? can I do to help? And what can I do to help you as your friend? Mm, like, yeah. Is there anything? That, yeah, because there, there could be things that even as a friend that like you could say certain jokes or make little things and you don't know that, that you're triggering that person. Yeah. And you don't know. But yeah, I have a friend at work and like, um, I won't mention any names because I don't even know if they watch this. I don't know. So I'm just in case. Yeah. But yeah, they were in a bit of a shit relationship like I was. And then literally one day, I remember just saying at work, I was a bit upset. And I was like, I'm just so fed up with the bullshit. Like I'm so fed up. They hardly have their kids and blah, blah, just bitching. And this this, this girl turned around and was like, do you know what? I, I completely understand. My, my, my kid's dad does exactly the same. And I had no idea until yeah. I actually said it. A lot of people it cover, mask cover it. it so much, don't they? Yeah, and you just think, oh, like, and it was just such a relief yeah. to be like, do you know what? I'm not the only person that's been in a shit relationship or been left with, like, with yeah, the kids you, and this I and that. I suppose, really, it makes... If you're the only person, if, say if there's 10 of you, yeah, and you feel yeah. like you're the only person that's had an abusive relationship or you're the only person that's been sexually abused as a child. Then it must be you me. You feel like you're a failure. Yeah, you think, yeah, you think oh, it's me, it's my fault. But when all of a sudden you open up that conversation, yeah. you say, people. oh, you've, oh, yeah. it's happened to you. And oh, fucking hell, I'm normal. Like, yeah. I'm almost, because I've never felt normal. I'm, I've, I've always felt like the outsider. Yeah. I've Even always felt re- like I'm the... I'm the wrong one in the room. Yeah, do you know I'm what I mean? like that. Even in relationships, there could be a group. Say there's a group of lads. I feel like I don't want to say this bad. That this is no offense to anyone at all. Yeah, this is just how my, my I am. If they say there's a group of lads, and I'd be like, oh, I like that one, but I won't get with that one because I think he's too good for me. I'll get with like not the I don't say the worst <laughs> one in the group. I don't want anyone thinking of this, thinking, oh yeah, I you know, in case thinking, oh right, she was chatting to me. Do you think I'm the worst one in the group? Whatever. I don't. I'm just saying, say there's a group of lads, the worst one, not not ugly, it's like the worst one, probably got nothing going for him. I will go for that one because I feel like that's the one I that's deserve. That's your safety. That's yeah. Your safety but they're the ones that talk to me, they, they treat me like shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they just, just burnt down the microphone. Sorry, but guys. I don't get with a lad that I want to get with or the one I find attractive because I feel like I, 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 I'm not good enough for that person. Yeah, but you know what? The attractive the attractive ones aren't normally the good ones. And the ones I get with the one that I feel like <laughs> well, I'm good. I'm just saying attractive ones aren't good ones, but I mean, yeah. the ones, you know. I get the ones, the ones the unemployed that ones have nothing to do with. They have no, no life, like nothing to do there. And that's not everyone because some people generally, you know, have their own things in life. But I, growing up, I would get with like no, the sort of like mm, one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the ludicrous one. The middle ground. Yeah. Or the loser one. And they would still treat me like shit. Yeah. And, and then I'd you're like, like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you? You yeah. don't need a good one. Bro, I'm like a, like a seven. No, I'm not. I've always, I always tell people I'm five foot seven, but like a caravan and I'm a three, yeah? But I feel like I'm a three in looks. But if you're a one and I'm trying to get with you, who the fuck are you to me? I got with a one to make myself feel better and you make me feel worse. <laughs> I'm joking. But I am working on myself now to be like, do you know what? You get what you attract, don't you? Yeah. No, you yeah, have to yeah. put all yeah, that out. Yeah, no, it's all about energy. Putting out good energy, getting I good energy. I haven't put any. You can tell. Look at my past relationships. I haven't had. But things I've are had changing shit now. energy. Yeah, that's why I can look things back on relationships but and that's this and that. as well. You know, I feel like if I was around more people, because I had a, my first relationship was really abusive. Like I say, we were both abusive. Yeah. But if I was around more people at that time that were talking about these things, I may have, may have been able to cut that relationship off a year in. You know, I, I was in it for three years. Yeah, a lot of my family kept telling me to cut the relationship off. And I kept thinking in my head, yeah, but you're not there when he's actually good. Like, you're not there when but it's sound. I mean, sounds. if I had someone at work... But it was never some- sound when I think about it. It was never great. If I it had was- somebody at work or something like that that maybe had come into the staff room and gone, oh, I had all this stuff happen to me when I was a kid and it's really fucking my relationship up. And I saw it from a different perspective. It yeah. might have put a light bulb mo- mo- moment on for me to go, 
Actually. That's why this is so. This is why this is so hard. Like this is why I'm struggling so much, and I feel like I can't fucking breathe. Yeah, like, you just feel like you're kicking off, or like you're exploding all the time. Yeah, and I get that because I get that like now. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed. Like I just like sometimes I generally don't think I can be truly happy, and I think that because sometimes good things happen, and I don't know how to be happy. I just cry. I get so overwhelmed. I start crying. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. Are like you should be happy. Why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know whether I feel like I'm going to get it taken away from me. Mm. It's going to be short lived. Maybe it's not real. I don't know why, but it's always, it's always been that thing. Do you know what I mean? Or like in relationships, if they leave, I think, all oh, right, that's it. Then they're not coming back. Mm. Like it's it's one of them ones. But yeah, healing, but healing time. Yeah, and you've got to get used to having those to. good moments and appreciate them because yeah, as soon as you your, energy, your energy is the energy is so important. As soon as you put a negative energy to a good situation, it's going to turn negative. Anyway. Yeah. So, so I just I literally it's just said about, that. Stop talking. It's, it's actually about your perspective, isn't it? Yeah. And how you see things. And now I have to look at everything differently. Yeah. Because now I started to understand my childhood and my life now. Yeah. So now I have to look at things differently. But even I just literally use my childhood now as a way to basically think. I just say massive, I just say F you every day. I'm going to say it, fuck you. Yeah. I say fuck you every day, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, childhood. I know. You know what you're going to do? You make me be a great adult. Yeah. The best people born from trauma, I'll tell you. A lot of people that are very successful in the world have had very traumatic upbringing. So I'm just going on that traumatic basis. Traumatic broke. I'm going on that business model. <laughs> <laughs> All the people I know are rich as rich. They're I don't, all the broke. thing is, I don't want to be rich. And I, like, no. I genuinely don't care about money. It's literally, money's not a thing for me. I've had money. And when I had money, I had a really bad cocaine problem. So I don't yeah. really, if I it's had not money, something I really want to be around because I don't know how to have money because I've never had money. Yeah. So, so when, when you money do, comes, you spend it. It, it just, I don't know, how, I, I have anxiety. I yeah. used to have money in my account, so much money. And I'd be like, what do I do? I would be feeling like really like under pressure. Like I don't know, I don't know what to do with this money. So I'd just go out drink and I would get yeah. on it all weekend, every single weekend. Yeah. And then in the week, and then it just become progressively worse. You know, it's become a habit there. Like an everyday life. I'm not life. saying that people shouldn't have money, but I don't really care about it as long as I can pay my bills. Yeah. I can do the things I love, which I love do. I do this. I do my gym stuff. I do working out. Yeah, working out's free anyway, pretty much. Exactly. As long as I can pay my bills and I can go on a couple of holidays a year, I'm happy. I don't yeah. care about having a Ferrari, a Lamborghini. A oh, fuck that. No, and I, I don't want a big house because it's more to clean. It doesn't interest me. I'm happy with a little two bed, little like, cosy one. Yeah. I'm not worried about having anything big in my life because who's that for? To be fair, if I had if I had a lot of money, I'd probably have my own house in the middle of nowhere with big oh, gates. Big gates. I would have no neighbours. I, I was in the Cotswold yesterday. Cots, I can never say it. Cotswold. That's how common Cots, I am. Cotswold. Cotswold. You're saying, I love doing It's Cotswold. where the posh people go on holiday, isn't it? In the UK. And literally there's like, I wasn't there on holiday. I was delivering a horse box, by the way. I wasn't being no. posh. But I was down... Um, Literally, in the middle of nowhere, these houses are like, yeah. there's like little cottages and they are literally just land all the way That'd around in the middle of nowhere. And I'd have a six foot fence around it. Yeah. <laughs> no men. <laughs> yeah, literally, you could, it'd be a, a moat around it. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, that was an, going there was an experience yesterday. I felt really out of, uh, really yeah, out of place. Like, I'm going to go to work and they're all like, I literally thought I was going to get robbed. I said, I said, I was driving with my dad down there and I said, we, we were literally we driving down this lane. There was like no one around, and I was like, "Dad, I was like, this is a really good place for two people to get murdered on a horse box <laughs> to get stolen." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, there was an animal animal waste place or something." He was like, "Yeah, it'll just burn us over there." I was like, "Dad, oh this is getting worse and worse." And uh, that's like my where I work though is is quite 
high-end. It's expensive. Oh, what, a centre-pass? Yeah, so when I, they, I'm walking out, all right! <laughs> they're probably thinking, what the fuck? Do you know what, though? The funniest thing is I work with, like, a lot of rich people and stuff, and they're actually sound. Like, yeah, some of sound. them are. They're sound when, they, when you don't try and bullshit them. If you're just yourself, like... I remember yeah. I went... This is completely off subject, by the way. Yeah, we're, we are going off subject a bit. <laughs> no, let's just go off subject. We'll save yeah. that for an awful one. Um, but yeah, so basically the, me- oh the message is... Oh, by the way, also, Ugh. I really want to say thank you to everyone that's reached out. Yeah, thank you. I've had so many messages um, and it's weird because I see the posts go up. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I see my posts go up and I see there's only a few like likes in that. And it gets to you. It does get to you. Because obviously I'm trying to get the content out there. And I'm like thinking, oh, what am I doing wrong? And then um, on a couple of situations the last few weeks, I've actually had like private messages from people um, saying, like giving me feedback and saying like, thank you so much for like creating awareness. We've improved someone's sex life. Woo! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've improved someone's sex life, so that's that's I'm great feedback. Me out. Um, what else was there? Oh, talking about breakdowns in relationships, friendships. One yeah. of my friends reached out to me that I've not spoke to in two years. That's good. That's really lovely. Um, and people with alcohol problems, talking about going to groups and things like that. Like it's it's just that's that's what I want to do with this, and that's what yeah, we're here for. Reaching out. I've had and I've had people come in when I had um, when I was talking about how. I put up with all the bullshit. No one said, what do you do for love? What's yeah, the worst yeah, yeah. And I put up with loads of toxic bullshit and I have to say, I I've had people message me saying they, they've been in the same situation and it's good for someone to talk about it because they don't actually realise yeah. they're in a toxic relationship or they think it must be 50-50 until they realise, actually, no, they're not. Yeah, well, like, you're getting called nasty names and pushed around and even money and things. Like, no, there's, there's a there's whole... awkward, there's difficult conversations yeah. and sometimes it's better to watch other people have them and then you think, oh, God. Oh, for better. Um, One of the girls girls messaged me and she said she'd watched the podcast about the sex thing, yeah? Yeah. And she'd watched it with her boyfriend and her boyfriend went and made love to her. Ah. (laughs) And she goes, we never made love before. And I was like, oh, I love that. So they watched it and they didn't even realise, oh, actually, we're not making love. We're not even making love, we're just having having sex. sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they went and made love and she messaged me and she was like, like, thank you. So when I said that I've never made love, I think that did create a bit of a... I made love to you. Yeah. And I was like, I've never made love. To me personally, I think it's like a feeling of connection that you have with someone. Yes. And I've never had that connection. I've never been really in love with anyone. I thought... Apart from my, my kids. Like, I can't even say myself. I'm starting to love myself. But where I was in relationships, I thought I was in love. I actually wasn't. It was more toxic. So, yeah. It's, it's obsession. It's so obsession. Yeah. obsession and love. So, oh, yeah, my ex is obsessed with me. That's a fact. Like, but I'm he was vile. Oh, yeah. So, it's one of them ones. So, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I've never made love. It's purely because I've never had that connection with anyone. Yeah. I've had sex with my partners and it's been it's been pretty good. It's not been like, you know, nothing. But, um, yeah, in the future, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Put it on the manifestation board. Manifestation, boyfriend that can make love to me and... Play the song as well. Yeah. And not wear a strap on. Unless he wants me to. (laughs) Unless he wants me to, it's fine. Oh, you can, I I don't mind. I don't mind. We're going well off tandem here again. We're going, we need to stop. We need to stop. (laughs) 
Cut anyway, we're gonna cut. We're gonna cut that bit. We're gonna have. We've got a choice. That podcast version. But we're on a live. We're so on a live. Fucking... Don't tell anyone we said yeah, that. Yeah, we so are gonna, gonna because we're going off subject. This is this is, this is our problem. Yeah. <laughs> this is our problem. ADHD shit. Yeah, shit's going up. Yeah, I'm getting diagnosed with ADHD on the 14th of February. Valentine, happy Valentine's Day to you. In the morning, that's when I've got my thingy for whatever it is where they do the diagnosis. They might give you a certificate and a rose. But then I look at it and I say, actually, do you know what? I might have ADHD, but actually, I've had a really shit childhood. And that's mostly where my, most of my problems come from. And until people start realising that's, we can all mask it by saying yeah. we've got this, this and this, like bipolar, not bipolar, that's like a different one, but personality disorders. Yeah. All this sorts of, yeah, most of it's from childhood. Like, let's be, let's be real about it. And also if you've yeah. had, you might not have been sexually abused in your childhood. You might not have been neglected, but your trauma is relevant to you. Yeah. So and for instance, your mum and dad might not have said they loved you. Yeah. Or hugged you. And they might not have hugged you. That's not neglect, neglect and that's not child abuse. However, that is trauma. <laughs> and how do you live? Sorry. <laughs> seam. I can see the seam lip on the on the thingy camera. It's all red. <laughs> that's what I can see. <laughs> you you come on or something. Yeah, sorry. I can see it. It's um, a seam. Let me do yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm just going to take that point back again because yeah, sorry. Uh, Donna got a vagina out. <laughs> um, yeah, trauma's just... I can't never think of the word, but trauma's relevant to you. Relative, yeah. relative, relative, relative. Yeah, yeah. So trauma's relative to you. So you might not have been through like extreme trauma, like sexual abuse or like neglect, but you might have never been cuddled. You've never been yeah. told that you, that someone loves you, and that is traumatic to you. Don't think that just because you haven't been through all these horrendous things in your childhood that. Your you shouldn't yeah. feel your, the way you do. You shouldn't feel like, oh, I, I feel like unloved. Because that's still relative to how your childhood was. You yeah. can't look at someone else's childhood and go, well, they had it a lot worse than me. I shouldn't yeah. be feeling this way. Never. Oh, what was I going to say? Was it? Compare, that's it. Never compare your trauma to someone else's. No. Because you your trauma is your trauma. You can yeah. bond from it and say, these are my mechanisms. Like, yeah. So yeah, when you were talking about that trauma bonding earlier, I don't think yeah. we fully went through that we went bit. Through that, no. But being able to say, right, this is for me. Okay, so this is for me. When my boyfriend, when I first started seeing my boyfriend, I didn't really care about his timekeeping until I started falling in love with him. Yeah. When I fell in love with him, that's when... I started to have my triggers. Now my trigger is people not coming home. Yeah. So I would I grew up with my stepdad who yeah. was a heroin addict. He would go missing for days. Yeah. So he would due, be due to come home work on a Friday normally, payday, because yeah. he was functioning. Some and he would go <laughs> yeah. missing till the following Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I was a child at that point, but I used to witness my mum trying to find him for three or four days. And we would yeah. be driving around pub to pub, people's houses, streets, looking yeah. for him. So I had that anxiety from my mum. Yeah, of course. Then I got into another relationship, my first relationship with my first partner, who, funnily enough, used to go missing. Yeah, so he would say, I'm going to be home from work at six. We lived together. I wouldn't see him till Monday. His phone yeah. would be off. I would go through that awful trauma of reliving the childhood shit, but also now my partner's doing this to me. Yeah. So when I got with my new partner and he his time cake keeping is shite, <laughs> it didn't really affect me until yeah. I started loving him. And then the minute I loved him, one time he'd come home from work, he goes, oh, I'll be 20 minutes. He was an hour. Yeah. And That's when, when he come through the, the house, I was having a panic attack, like a full blown, like, <laughs> like couldn't breathe. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, he's thinking I'm having a heart attack. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I I was like, I had to tell him. I said, look, 
I've got, this is my trauma. This is my, my abandonment issues. This is what it does what it to me. From, yeah. yeah, I'm not crazy. This is uh, uh, this is um, reliving an experience here. Yeah. I'm not mental. It's just because I don't know how to like these. It, like it's, it's a feeling. It's not a thought. It's a that's feeling. A, it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah it's a feeling. It's how you feel when you recognise a trigger? It's not a thought. It's a feeling. Yeah. 100%. So you never even know what it is. You're like, yeah, you can't breathe. I'm shaking. Was, it, she was like, baby, it's like I had to go get. It was like I had to get petrol, and I got caught in traffic. My phone died. Blah, blah, blah. And he had obviously there was a there was a reasonable explanation yeah. for it, but he now knows. Yeah. Don't be late. Or if you're going to be late... Let you know, Message me. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just funny message with time me. As well. I've always yeah. been funny on times. And so now we don't have those... I don't have that feeling anymore. Because you But know. also over time I've learned to trust him and know he's coming home. Yeah. But at the beginning I couldn't trust him. So he had to work with me and say... Tess, I'm going to be late because of this, this, and this. Even yeah. to the point where he would video call me sometimes. And I'm not going to lie; that might, might seem like a little bit. No, but do you know what? It's nice that he he loved he you enough. He it. but he wanted to reassure you and yeah. be like, do you know, what? I'm going to prove to you, Terry. I'm not like that, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm different, and I'm I'm not going to set off yeah. your triggers. And a lot of people won't back down, and they'll say, oh, that's because that person's. Like it might have been seen as controlling, controlling from my yeah. point of view. But, no. but it wasn't controlling. It was because of I had such a fear yeah. that I didn't know how to do it. And I said, unless we can conquer this fear I've got, it's we can't work. be together. Yeah. Because I'm actually making myself sick. Yeah. And he was willing to work on it. And that's you know, that communication and even so important. So important. Yeah. So, it's, so you, important. it's nice when someone, that trauma bonding. And then, yeah. oh, like I say, over time, he started coming out of his shell about, Certain things that he's dealt with in his life, yeah. and I give him, I give him what he was missing, and he gives yeah. me what I was missing. So ah, it's like a beautiful it's like a balance. Little puzzle, it's like, like a that. beautiful balance. But he needs to stop being late. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, bro, you know my trauma. <laughs> he walks so slow. I'm like, come on, we've got places to be. Sloth mode. My son's out. Like, come well, he on. Literally, you see him in the gym. He's like, oh. Oh, oh. I think Crazy. across a car park, car park. Literally, when he's walking, he's like a, like a, a snail. <laughs> Can you go up the stairs? Oh, no, I'll go up the stairs. <laughs> like. Oh, dear. But everyone reacts on it differently. Like, mm. my thing is now, when some traumas, I either got explode or I internalise it and I just think, well, we're done. We're done. Yeah. And they don't Running even know away. that we're done. Yeah, 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 they don't know we're done. But in my head, I'm like, right, well, we're over. And I just act like I don't give a fuck. And they probably think that I'm being weird. But that's when I've calmed down in myself and I'm good. Then I come back to loving me. They're already like, what the fuck's your problem? Mm. And because, but sometimes, no, I, I told my, my problem is I told my ex on my traumas when they were happening. So I felt like he took my triggers and my traumas and he used them against me and he deliberately did them. Mm. And then it gets to a point where then I shut down. I think, well, I'm not going to open up about my traumas because... Because someone else will someone, do that. Someone, you're, you're doing it to me on purpose. Like, like people, I get really weird with time. Like, I drive me 10 minutes early than 10 minutes late. Same. If I'm yeah. going to be late, I ain't going. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, no, same. no, no. Even at school, I just wouldn't turn up. Like, I if I'm going to be late for school, fuck that, I wouldn't turn up. When my sibling would get up three hours, I swear, three hours early. And if they were going to be more than half an hour early, they'd be like anxiety. So we're completely like different on yeah. the, but still weird with time. And even now I'm weird with time and my things, it's just... I'm always early. So I'm when someone's early, yeah. late, they're extra late as far as I'm concerned. Because I've been there yeah. 10 minutes before they've even meant to have arrived. So yeah. if they're 10 minutes late, I've been waiting 20 minutes. By the time they get there, I'm like... Yeah, I'm see, I get... If, I, if I'm going to be late, I'm like, I get the worst anxiety. Yeah. I'm like shaking, I'm sweating, my, my lips sweating. I get the worst anxiety. So yeah, so now I feel like it's hard for me to let anyone in because I feel mm. like I start to let them in and that something happens and then the guard goes back up. But once my guard's back up, I feel like is, I can't it let it back like down. That. It's almost like, you it's know, like a stupid like, you game. Know, like a heart rate monitor. Yeah. You know, when you first get into a relationship, it's like, 
It's good. Right, be like, it's good. Be, it's bad. Yeah, it's good. It's, good. it's, it's bad. It's good. It's bad. Like, sh- yeah. And over time, that sort of like that that sort of goes up more like yeah. a, a straight line, like a flat line. <laughs> Not a flat line. <laughs> but the flat line is good. Little, in your relationship. You have a little bit of a. A little bit of toxicity yeah. occasionally, but you know, you're not, it's not as spiking. But when you're first getting into a relationship, understanding each other. each other, people are so easy to move away from that, that, that section because they go, Oh, there's someone else out there that can deal with my, that knows or how to treat me. They think, Well, that, that person's got a few issues or a few traumas. I can get with anyone else that doesn't have traumas. Why well, yeah. don't want to get with that you with your, with, your, with your kids and your traumas when you, when I can get with someone that's single, no kids, and just crack on with it? Yeah. And that is, and I used to take that's it personally. Their loss. That's their but loss. It, that is, it is, it's a reflection of them, like not you. Yeah, it is. So, and it's yeah. their loss because you know that you're a good person, you know what you've got to offer. And when you realise that, yeah, not mine. just know it, when you feel, feel it inside it. you and you think, actually, I know what I've got to offer and I know what I've got to sit at the table with so is that the saying i know yeah. i can bring to the table. bring the table i am the fucking table yeah. bitch <laughs> yeah exactly that's it but then yeah you are gonna have people when you're when you're mentally feeling like down you're mentally feeling bad about yourself you're easier to manipulate 100%. hence when children when they're young and they're vulnerable and they haven't got that headstrongness that you've got as an you adult can, yeah. they're so much easier to manipulate. manipulate and children that are in neglectful families or in Alcoholic vulnerable families, situations they are so. very easy to manipulate because you're always looking for attention of the parents not there like my mum mm. was never abusive but she was always at work always at work constantly working they're mm. always working we were always with child minors sometimes we'll put with different people so we grew up pre- like separately sometimes like separately sometimes together because mm. we always had different babysitters my yeah. mum was always at work and I did resent her for a while man always at work but now I get it you're a single parent at some point like, before and between after my dad and before and after but my that's stepdad. That's still your trauma. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? That's still your trauma. Like, and it's not necessarily that it's your mum's fault. No, she had to work to pay she, the bills. Of course, bill. she had to work. So she yeah. missed out on a lot of us. So for when my kids were first born, I didn't go to work. And people say to me, "Oh, look at you, you're not working. You're on benefits." But no, my mum was always at work. So you're so yeah, you want yeah, to do so different. I, yeah. I want to be around my kids. Yeah. There's nothing I wrong cry. with that. I work now, obviously. I go to work now and I enjoy my job and, yeah, I, yeah. Still, and I still work around my kids. I so know, it's there's fine, nothing but wrong yeah. with that. I mean, when when I when I first had Bo, I went to work all the time. Yeah, and it's ended, hard. My daughter's ended up having some serious issues because she was in childcare in nurseries and now, yeah. and she used to cry and cry and cry. I missed her first steps. I missed her yeah. first words. And, and I, I beat myself up about that all the time. I went to work way too early. Yeah. And when I did, when my son was born, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that's what I did with my kids. I'm not doing it. And like it's some not, people the go, kids need that nurture. Yeah, especially the first, they're, they're all the mile like the first few years, they're milestones. But then if you don't go to work, it's like if you're working, they make you feel bad about it. But mm. if you don't go to work, you're made to feel bad, feel bad about it. And you mm. think, you don't know what people have going on in their heads. <laughs> we have to deal with so much crap, don't we? Oh, man. Like, I need to go for a wee. So do I. Always <laughs> true enough. So, welcome back to the room. We had a little toilet break. <laughs> we needed one. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so one, yeah, so basically wrapping it up, I think, yeah, key elements to just keep an eye out for is obviously behaviours from if your child, if you think you're leaving your child alone with people, like that you, well, you can't even say people that you trust because you can leave them alone with people that you trust trust and they can still be dodgy. I think children's attitudes, you always know about kids' attitudes. Yeah, and don't encourage, do not encourage your children to cross boundaries they're not comfortable crossing. Like if you've got people like tickling your kids and stuff and they don't want to be touched by them, like they should be able to say no. Don't force your children into anyone's like presence where they can have hold of their body or, you know, touch them at all because... 
they should be feel comfortable enough to want to do that. Yeah. The other thing is as well is if they're being groomed, they will feel comfortable doing that. Unfortunately, exactly. So you have to be they'll think what, it's normal. What, why is your children particularly drawn towards people? What are they doing? Or like, a certain person? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no square, massive one. Get it out. Get it played to your kids. Um, if you think of anything that's happening, like in like other people's families and stuff, always report it to like authorities and stuff. There is so much more helpful things like this now than there was when I was younger, um, thankfully. Oh, yeah, when I was younger, it was just a dirty old man. Yeah, just a dirty old man. Yeah, just a dirty old man. That was literally it. You used to have a... I, oh, I think I had three Dirty old uncles, yeah. Or they'd be like, they'd give you a kiss on the mouth. Oh, don't touch me. Just let him give you a kiss. You, no, like, no, like... Yeah. And they always used to give me a kiss. Do you know what? I had um, one of my clients, because obviously I run, you run a beauty salon, and she was a um, escort, yeah. like a prostitute. Oh, whatever the, she she went into um, someone's house and the guy said, oh, can you put this school uniform on? And it was like yeah. a primary school. So uniform. you know that's what he's into. Yeah. And he's, he was like, can you sit by the TV and pretend that you're my niece? That's the fucking that's, shit yeah. that's happening in this world. She reported him to the police. Don't know what happened from there, but thankfully she had enough like in her to actually go and say, I think this guy's a paedophile. And he probably was a paedophile. And if he wasn't, he was planning to try and abuse his niece. So this is like messed oh, he up had, He obviously and, had fantasies about her to be yeah. getting... And he's like, gone and got a freaking primary it. uniform, stolen it from his brother's house. Do you know what I mean? So that's obviously... Brother's or sister's house. Got in the house. He took the, the little girl's outfit for a prostitute to wear so that he could pretend having sex with his niece. That's how fucked up people are. So just be aware, this shit is happening. It's still happening in this day and age. And if you see yeah. anything that, that that might relate to someone else being abused, say something. Then report it. And you might want to check, yeah, you might want to check out, you know, your own sex life. <laughs> if you get, they ask you to do weird things. Yeah, well, yeah, no, trust me. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's role play in the bedroom and there's role play. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, te- for sure. I'm joking. But yeah, you any, have to cut that you, I will put down, actually, when I post this video, I'll put down the No No Square link underneath. You might be able to put song. like um, some links to like women's yeah, aid and a, this and that. Yeah, there's a couple of organisations that yeah. are available as well for people that want to talk in Anonymous. When I try to say big words, yeah, it goes wrong. I've got a list. So when you don't want people to know your shit. (laughs) Anonymously. Anonymously. Anonymously, Insert big word here. Um, (laughs) Insert for sources. Yeah, I'll put some links to a couple of charities at at NHS places Mm -hmm. that I've used personally. I'm actually still going through my own yeah. Um, therapy because I've just li- I've just started with a new um, a twelve week counselling course. I'm constantly getting help. Like it's never yeah, I'm it's not never say it ever goes away. It no, doesn't it ever go away. You just you just learn to live with it and forgive yourself. Yeah, forgive, it. forgive it. myself and learn yourself. Like love yourself your again. Abusers and use that as a big fire in your belly to be like. Fuck you. I'm going to do good for myself and I'm going to live a happy, life. It doesn't define life. you. Whatever happens in your childhood does not define your yeah. future. Don't let and it take yeah. you to a dark place again. And it's not your fault. It's the, it's the people that are doing it to you. It's their fault. You've done nothing wrong. Yeah, for sure. Right, okay, we're going to wrap this up now. Thank you so Thank much you for so everyone much. that came on the live. Yeah, I don't know which camera I'm looking at. I don't I know. There's myself like... on a screen. I feel like the film is going to be just us looking at ourselves because that screen's there now. My but... film's just it's, just, it's normally me doing this. 20 minutes is the longest this, one we've done, jeez. This, and I just sit here doing this, like right, this. peace out, A-Town <laughs> down. Yeah, if you, and just let us know. <laughs> like, A-Town down. Oh, sorry, peace <laughs> out, A-Town. Exactly. If you want to talk, let us know if you want us to talk about anything else in the future. Have you got any stories? Yeah, send us messages on Instagram we appreciate your comments Instagram and TikTok Instagram, TikTok and YouTube YouTube. no YouTube you can't message but Instagram TikTok send us any comments anything you want to answer to Facebook it's on Facebook as well isn't it 
Well, we won't, we're on Facebook we're on, anyway. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook yeah. Our anything you want to talk about or anything, just let us know. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. bye.